BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie. I am your host. Um, sorry that I repeat that every single time. Like it's the first thing you hear before the music and then I always repeat it, but whatever. Hi guys. I've been really excited to talk to you. I feel like we're hanging out when I'm recording. So I always really look forward to recording. Um, today we are talking about a few different things. We've got a big dumb, dumb club check-in, a a lot of answers to that this week. And then we also are going to go into the petty things that you guys ask for my advice on. Um, But before we do that, I hope that you all had a good week. I hope that um, I think a lot of you started school. I think there's a lot of students and teachers listening, maybe a few lunch ladies. I don't know. Um, I know it's probably really weird. So my best friend, Kylie, who you guys know from the body episode, she is a sixth grade teacher. So I have like the inside scoop on all of that. And yeah, rough. It's rough for teachers. Teachers need to make more money. I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, like we call them heroes and we like take them gifts and we like do teacher appreciation week, but they just like really should make more money. They put so much time and work and effort and feelings and probably a lot of like blood and tears too into what they do. So if you're a teacher out there, um, you're appreciated, but also you deserve to make more money. So anyways, that was a weird tangent. I wasn't even planning on saying that. You know, like, did you guys grow up loving your uh, teachers? I feel like maybe because I didn't have any sisters or sisters-in-law at the time, like my female, uh, like elementary school and junior high teachers were like my idols. You know, I always loved my English teachers. Maybe I just enjoyed the subject, but yeah, I always loved all of my English teachers. I like still keep in touch with some of them. Anyways, I also have something else to tell you guys about this week's small business shout out. So this is actually our last one of the of this little of this time of small business shout outs. I am hoping to open them back up in the future. But yeah, for right now, they are closed. I just I got to figure my life out before I open these back up. But anyways, our finale for do you guys say that word finale or finale? Matt and I always argue about it. Anyways, so our final small business shout out 
is to Sweat Cycle House. So they are in Pleasant Grove, Utah. I'm so sorry for those of you that aren't local. This is a local one. So the owner named Stacy, she reached out to me and asked if I would come try a class, if um, I could do a shout out on my podcast. And of course, um, I went because it was the funnest thing I've ever done. Stacy is like this little ball of sunshine and abs. Like she did Cirque du Soleil for 10 years. And then when she moved to Utah, she opened this sweat cycle house and it was so much fun. It was like the perfect workout. I love, I love cycle classes because like, there's not like jumping and running involved. Like it's your stationary. I like that. Um, and it's, it's like such a hard workout and you're sweating the whole time, but like you don't want to die. You know, it's just like fun. And yeah, so she is was nice enough to give you guys a discount. So they do have a two week free trial, which is amazing. And then for any packages or memberships, you will get 10% off if you use the code bad broad 10. It was awesome. I'm going to try and go. I'm in Salt Lake. So that's um, like 45 minutes away from from sweat, but I, I'm going to try and go, I'll post on my Instagram when I'm going and then you guys can sign up for a class too and we can hang out. It'll be a good time. So that is our small business shout out. What else did we have to talk about? Oh, oh my gosh. I can't believe I almost forgot to talk about this. So I had some DMS. I had some, whatever. I had a few people giving me feedback that the term dumb, dumb or dummy, or when I say we're all part of the dumb, dumb club, that it's like offensive that they don't like it and it's not endearing. Well, first off, let me say, I say it with literally all the love in my heart. Like you guys are my best friends, my the most important people to me. <laughs> Seriously, I say it like in the most endearing way possible. And on top of that, I just, I've realized that when we can laugh about the dumb stuff we do. So for those of you who haven't been here before or are new to the Dumb Dumb Club, the Dum Dum Club is a club that I started a little bit on accident, but it's a club where we talk about and laugh about all of the things that we didn't know as adults that we should, that we learn later on in life. Um, and when we start this, you guys will see what I mean. So there are definitely really, really, really important things to be angry about, to be loud about, to be defensive about. Absolutely. However, around here, we like to laugh at some petty things. We like to laugh at the dumb stuff we do. And then we move on from it. People are always like, don't you hate being negative? And like, I don't really like listening because it's just so negative. I, I get that. I hear you. But for me, when something negative happens to me or I realize I've done something stupid, if I can find a way to make it funny, then I don't hold on to it. You know what I mean? Like if I just sit with it and think about it and obsess over it, then it makes my life worse. Like if I can just quickly find a way to laugh it off, then I can move on to the important things and I don't waste time like being upset at myself for something stupid, you know? So that's kind of what we're doing around here. So I am sorry if the phrase dumb dumb is not your cup of tea. Um, I do like, I would say on average between 15 and 17 stupid things every single day. And I just like to laugh at them. And I like you guys to laugh at me. And I like us all to just feel like this is not some place where you have to pretend to be something you're not. Okay. That was, is, the, I'm, is that a, did I steal that quote from like a movie or something? I don't know. But either way, all are welcome here. And, you know, I'm still going to keep calling you guys my dumb, dumb club because it's just, it's, it's truly a source of joy for me. 
So before we get into this week's Dumb Dumb Club entries, let me tell you mine. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I was on Instagram and I was watching stories and this, I think he's like a photographer or an influencer. I'm not really sure what he is. Anyways, this guy, he was eating a salad and it was a vegan chicken salad. Okay. That's what he said it was. And I was like, okay, this guy's an idiot because he doesn't know that you can't have a vegan salad when there's chicken in it. Like, how stupid is this guy? Like, how has he not deleted it? How is he not getting absolutely roasted? Like, you can't say you're eating vegan and then say you're eating a chicken salad. Like, that's not possible. I thought about this for hours, like literally for hours. Finally, that evening, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like a chicken substitute. It's a vegan version of chicken. He's having a vegan chicken sandwich or salad or whatever it was. Like it took me so many hours to figure it out. (laughs) I don't even know if that makes sense. But just I woke up the next morning and I, I knew that you guys would appreciate that. So let's get into the submissions this week. Remember, you can always, sometimes I have a question box up in my story for you guys to submit these, but you can always DM or email them to me. I usually, I try and keep a good list so I can add them on to the next episode. So let's go through these. She says, for years, I thought the pair of curved dark lines on the road were tire skid marks. I was amazed at how common it was for someone to slam on their brakes and have the same swerve pattern that the tires would leave. Wait, let's see. Hold on. Let me start that sentence over. I was amazed at how common it was for someone to slam on their brakes and have the same swerve pattern and that the tires would leave uninterrupted tracks for yards and yards. One day, I finally realized that they were shadows from the power lines. (laughs) So you guys know the dark, the two curved lines that you see from the power lines? Oh my gosh. She drew me a picture and sent it to me. I honestly feel like this might be in my Dumb Dumb Club Hall of Fame. This is the Dummy Hall of Fame right here. Um, okay, next. She says, I thought the song Silent Night said, when it says round yon virgin mother and child, I thought it meant that Mary was still round right after birth. <laughs> like they were saying round yon virgin. <laughs> Like she hadn't lost the baby weight yet. Oh, okay. Next. I used to get pedestrian and prostitute mixed up. That, (laughs) oh my gosh, that would make pedestrian signs really confusing. Um, okay. Next. She says, I thought that the, the transformer slogan was moisty, meesty, my, (laughs) not more. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. The actual slogan is more than meets the eye. So she always she grew up thinking it was moisty meesty my. <laughs> I don't even know how you got that. I don't even know how you got that from that. Oh my gosh, that one is so good. That one's a Hall of Fame contender as well. Okay, somebody said that they didn't know Genovia was not real until eighth grade. Honestly, join the club, okay? Who else thought that Genovia was real? I thought that, like, maybe past eighth grade. Maybe maybe into high school, I would not be surprised. I still sing the Genovia, um, I almost said theme song, uh, national (laughs) national anthem. Is that what it would be called? Yeah. Anyways, okay, next. Somebody said they thought that Alzheimer's was all timers. This one is like actually really common for some reason. It's re- it's submitted all the time. <laughs> so yeah, I've heard all timers and I've also heard old timers, but no, it is Alzheimer's. I feel like I learned that from the 
captions on like watching Grey's Anatomy with subtitles, you know? Okay, next she says, I thought Michael Jordan was dead. Everybody talks about him like he's dead. I agree. They do talk about him like he's dead, but he's not. Michael Jordan is still, still kicking. Next, she says, I always have ordered a super salad, <laughs> like S-U-P-E-R salad, a super salad. I never knew they were saying soup or salad. Can you imagine being the person like taking this order? and <laughs> They're like super salad. You're like, mm-hmm super salad. <laughs> They're like, yeah, what'll it be? <laughs> okay, next. She says, I thought the Brady Bunch's last name was Bunch. <laughs> oh, like the dad was Brady Bunch. Oh, that's funny. Okay. She says, I thought Roy G. Biv was a historical figure. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I read that to Matt. I said, I said, she thought Roy G. Biv was a historical figure. And he's like, wait, who is it again? I'm like, no, it's not a person. Oh, okay. Next. She says, I thought TBA was the name of a band, but it turns out the venue just had it announced who was playing. <laughs> oh, the next one. She says, I thought I grew. Okay, hold on. She thought it was Krispy Kreme, but with H's instead of K's. So she thought, you know, because they they do kind of look like H's, I guess. But she thought it was Krispy Cream. <laughs> uh, next one says, I'm 24 and I just found out that James Bond is a fictional character. You know what? I'm 26, almost 27. And I found out like maybe five months ago that MI6 is real. Like the, the CIA, the British CIA is called M. I hope that's really what it's called, MI6. I just, I was in quarantine when I learned that. So it was literally less than six months ago. Ah, oh, next. She says, I thought Donnie and Marie were married. That's honestly pretty fair. Donnie and I mean, it seems, is there any other like, bro, like brother sister duo Ugh, besides the Huffs, which like, don't even get me started on them. I can't think of any other brother sister duos that are that famous. I, I honestly, I'm probably saying this and forgetting about a million of them. What, like the, probably like the Hadid siblings? I don't know. But yeah, I, I get it. When they're performing together, you do kind of think that they're married. Okay, next. She says, I thought that a camel toe was a foot cramp. <laughs> the funniest part about this is that you probably walked around being like, oh my gosh, ouch, I've got a camel toe. <laughs> People are probably like, okay. Uh, but like nobody corrected you because maybe you really meant that. Oh, man. Okay, that's our Dum Dum Club check-in. Remember to send me them whenever you feel like. Um, but today we are getting into some petty little things that you guys asked for my advice on. Now, I am going to do my best. <laughs> I did clarify. You guys did say, or, or I did put on there that this was going to be bad advice. I'm not actually going to try and make it bad, but... I'm going to do what I can. I'm just absolving myself from responsibility just in case you guys act on my advice and it doesn't work out. Like, then I can say, well, I told you, I mean, I told you it was going to be bad. So what do you expect? Anyways, but let's, let's get into it. And then after this, I have a couple questions that you guys had for me that I will answer. Don't let me forget. Make a mental note and make sure I do it at the end. Okay. So first off, she says, things were going really well with a guy and he ghosted me. Am I justified in telling him off via text? Now, 
Man, I feel like Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Did you guys' moms ever listen to that? Like people calling in for relationship advice? Uh, the only difference is that like she was definitely qualified. So anyways, she says, am I justified in telling him off? Are you justified? Yeah, probably. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously. If he did something to hurt your feelings, he's obviously, you should tell him, of course. However, I feel like guys who ghost girls are usually not the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nice. Like they're probably not like a good guy. Like ghosting is probably not on the list of qualities that you want in a partner. So here's the thing. Here's what I worry about when girls are like, should I text him or should I not? I feel like guys who do stuff like this are always looking for an excuse to call a girl crazy. Like they're always waiting for like a double text or a late night call or something that they can, that they can say like, oh yeah, she was crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's which by the way is my biggest pet peeve. Have you guys heard that, um, that cover of psycho? I got to find it. Hold on. Okay. So I don't know if I'm like allowed to play this, but I'm just going to, cause I want you guys to hear it. Is she actually psycho or just real perceptive and you're not used to being called out on your shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that kind of sums it up when guys are like, she's crazy. She's crazy. Like, mm, is she crazy or did you do something terrible? Like maybe, maybe ruminate on that for a little while. So yeah. So are you justified? Yes. Do I think you should do it? No. Because as Dorinda Medley would say, say it, forget it, write it, regret it. I'm hoping that I said that in the right, right way. I would say call him mainly because you just want, if you really, if it's like killing you inside and you really need to say it, I would say, just say it over the phone because you don't want to text it. Then it's, you know, he has it. Then you can scream. I just, I don't like that. It's just giving him a little bit of power that he doesn't deserve. Okay. You should keep the power. If you really like need to, then I say meet up with him or call him or whatever. But if he doesn't answer or he doesn't want to, then let it go because you gotta, you gotta maintain that power. Is that, is that like, wait, did I, sometimes I can't tell if I, if like this is good advice or like I'm giving you actually advice. No, it's good advice. I'm going to stick with it. It's good advice. Keep the power. Okay. Next. Weirdly enough, this next one got mentioned like multiple times, always different ways, but this did get mentioned several times. So either you have a friend, a sister-in-law, a coworker, you know, the teacher down the hall, whatever it is, you guys say that you have somebody who's copying stuff that you're doing, whether it's your clothes, it's like your decor, it's your work stuff, whatever it is. You have people who are copying you. First of all, I get it. Like it's the sincerest form of flattery, but also it's really, really annoying and I get it. And instead of um, talking to you guys who have somebody copying you, I want you to listen up people who are copying their friends or their coworkers or something. Listen up. Okay, stop it. Stop ripping off people's stuff. Stop trying to copy people. Okay, you have cool thoughts, cool perspectives, good taste, whatever. You are your own individual person. I I see brands or comedians or whatever it may be. I see so many every single day that I want to copy, like that I want to either take their branding or like a joke they had or whatever. It happens to me all the time. I'm like, oh, would anybody know? Should I just like kind of say no? Because if you have pride in yourself and what you're doing, I think it was Kate who said this on one of my past episodes. If you have pride in what you're doing, you are aware of when you are taking somebody else's ideas or whatever it may be. 
And it's just like the worst. It's the worst. I feel like, I feel like what, I'm trying to think of what I would do if I was in this situation. If I knew that somebody was copying stuff that I did. Depends on how close they are to you. If it's somebody like a stranger, I mean, whatever, you can probably laugh it off. But if it's like your sister-in-law or like your roommate or something, somebody you're really close with, I would say something. I think I would. Not anything rude. And don't phrase it in a rude way and don't pick a fight or anything. Just like casually be like, oh yeah, did you get that from me? Or like, oh yeah, did you see that I did that? Or whatever. Like there's there's always a way to do it to get your point across that's not mean. There's always a way. And I should just say that this, I mean, maybe it goes without saying, but whatever. You can hate the things somebody does without hating the person. When I say like, oh yeah, your sister-in-law, that's so annoying that she copies you. I'm not saying your sister-in-law sucks. Okay. I'm just saying that particular behavior is roastable. Okay. So Yeah. I mean, I just don't, I don't know if I could ever not say something. I feel like I would feel too weird and I would be like, yeah, that's mine, obviously. So I don't know. I always think it's just like a good rule of thumb to just communicate about everything, especially if it's somebody who's really close to you. Um, but on the flip side, if you find yourself copying somebody, you know, when you're doing it, like, I know you guys know when you're doing it, like I would just try and, you know, kind of nip that in the bud. That's another popular dumb, dumb club, uh, responses that people say they thought it was nip it in the butt, but it's nip it in the bud, which I'm assuming is like a gardening reference. Um, let me know if that's right. I'm sure somebody will. Okay. Next. She says, I'm pregnant and my husband always complains about having headaches and I want to kill him. (laughs) This is, I feel like this is who, like, this is exactly how I'm going to be when I'm pregnant. Like Matt could get a third degree burn on his entire body. And I would be like, yeah, but I'm pregnant. So, so no, I think that this is totally justified. I'm not saying kill him. I don't think that that's the right answer. Tell him to call a buddy. Okay. You are literally incubating human life. Like if he needs to tell somebody about his headache, then he can find somebody to call. We, I talk about this all the time with my, my friends or or my sisters-in-law or something. I'm like the, the weakness that men display when they have like the slightest, um, like physical ailment is, is unmatched. I would not know the difference between, uh, like Matt's runny nose or like the swine flu. Like they both get the exact same amount of attention. <laughs> like I, I don't get it. Like guys, maybe pain is just like part of being a chick. Like maybe it's just, we're really accustomed to like just people not getting it and telling us to just get through it. I don't know. I swear women are more adjusted to pain than men are. I'm, I will die on this hill. I will. Okay. So yeah, tell him to call the doctor. I don't know. Don't tell you about it. Okay. Next she says, is peanut butter salty or sweet? Please settle the debate between my husband. Oh, you guys know I love, I love a food topic. I love it. Okay. So there are some things that I have some very intense feelings on. One of them is dessert. Okay. I have a lot of very strong opinions about dessert. Here's one of them. Salt is one of, if not the most important ingredients in a sweet um, dish, in a dessert. (laughs) I don't know why I called it a sweet dish. (laughs) I tried to sound like way more educated than I am. It's a dessert. Okay. Salt is so important. Like, you know, when you eat a dessert that, I don't know, I think of like like a bad, like a uh, grocery store cake. Like that's just so overly cloyingly sweet. It's got, it's that same feeling. Like when you drink 
the bottom of a snow cone like it's so sweet your throat like gets like tight that sweetness like that does not that's not a good dessert a good dessert has a lot of balance with salt so I'm always confused when people are like the salted caramel is amazing it's crazy they add salt and it makes it better I'm like yeah I know this is like classic dessert you we need salt to make things taste better so I'm gonna go with that I think peanut butter is is naturally salty I think it is salty. It can also, it's also in like a lot of savory dishes. Like it's been in pasta sauces I've seen. It's obviously there's like, um, like Thai, like peanut curry and peanut sauce and stuff like that. So I, I think that it's inherently salty, but it just pairs really well with sweet. I think we think that peanut butter is sweet because we always associate it with Reese's, but we forget that Reese's is like sugar peanut butter paste. Like that's not actual peanut butter. It's sweetened a ton. So I think it's naturally salty. Like I would go salty over sweet. It's definitely not. Yeah, I don't know. I just would never go with sweet. So I'm really sorry if that's not your side, though. Like whenever people are like, okay, settle this debate. I'm like, all right, but you got to tell me which side is yours because I will side with you. So just (laughs) clarify that. So I say the right thing. (laughs) Okay, next. She says, I've had a close group of about eight girlfriends for the last six years. One friend moved away. Rude. And she got a new best friend and posted a picture with the new best friend with our inside joke as her caption. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. What hurts more than when your best friend calls somebody else her best friend? That is true pain. I swear on my life, it's one of the most painful feelings. Friend, I'm not saying break up with her, but friend breakups are so hard. They are harder than any romantic, anything romantic ever. Like friend breakups suck. We got to do, I think we got to do an episode on that, on worst friend breakups, because those are, those are the worst. So yeah, I don't like this for you. I don't like it for you. I don't like that your friend has a new best friend. I'm mad about that. I'm mad about that for you. That seems wrong. And you know, the bum, well, that's not really a bummer. What I think the solution is, is I think you might, you might got to, you might gotta, you might need to make a new friend. You might need this girl. You might need to welcome this girl with open arms because here's the thing. Let's look back at the movie Bridesmaids. Okay. Are you guys with me? So Lillian and Annie are best friends, childhood best friends. They've grown up together. They know everything about each other. Lillian gets a job or no, 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 no. Lillian's husband, Dougie, gets a job with Helen's husband. What's his name again? I can't remember. So Helen and Lillian become friends too. Helen steps in. She's doing all of the wedding stuff. And Annie, the childhood best friend, is like, WTF, that's my best friend. And Helen's like, no, this is my best friend. We go to rock and sushi. We get drunk all the time. We eat peanut brittle. We tell each other secrets. We're best friends. And Annie's like, no, she's mine. Anyways, I relate to that pain so much. It's the worst. But let's take a look at where they ended up. At the end of the day, Helen and Annie actually kind of had a good time together. Remember, they have a lot in common. And on top of that, we're done um, like hating girls for no reason. I know that I know that you don't hate this new girl. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like it's that's the easy option is to just be like, I don't like her. I just don't like her. I feel that I feel that to my core. But now we're moving forward, okay? We're befriending the new best friend. Who knows? Maybe you two are going to be BFFs and your other friend is going to have to deal with that. 
So I say, let's just, let's play it safe. Let's play it smart. Let's see what's going on with this new girl. Let's see if she's, you know, let's test the waters, maybe haze her a little bit, make sure she can hang. But she might, you know, if your best friend loves her, you, you might love her too. I just want to say, I, I like, I'm not giving you advice that I did or maybe would do, but I'm I'm telling you what I wish I would do. Like I wish I was smart enough or like mature enough to do these things. <laughs> okay, next. She says, my husband's best friend is marrying the dullest woman on the planet. Okay, wait, let's see. Your husband's best friend is marrying the most dull woman on the, the dullest woman on the planet. Okay, gotcha. Um, I don't know. I just am under the firm belief that everybody has something funny in them. Some, some sort of funny personality or like sense of humor or something. It's in there. Everybody's got one. Um, so I say there's got to be something in there. You got to find out what she thinks is funny or fun because then you can kind of break the ice and maybe she'll be a little bit more open. And the reality is she's probably like shy or maybe she's intimidated or maybe she's like, just thinks, like you don't like her. I don't know. Maybe she's just being quiet because she's nervous. I say, give her a chance. See what, see what, what her vibe is. You know, ask her maybe her favorite chick flicks. See if you guys bond over that at all. Um, maybe you guys could like, you know, talk wedding plans. You know, those are always something to rage about. Rage brings people together as, uh, as we know, with this group of people, we all hate so many of the same things. <laughs> I'm quoting, if you guys haven't seen the Unity song from SNL, you guys got to go watch it because it talks about this. We all hate so many of the same things. We've got to find, there's always common ground when we're talking about the stuff we hate. So it's in there for her. You just got to dig a little bit. Okay, she says, I take it personally when my husband falls asleep before me. And it happens every single night. This, I kind of, I actually get this. I feel like maybe when we were very first married, I thought that we were like supposed to stay up all night every night and just like eat pizza and like make out and watch movies. But then Matt started falling asleep and I was like, wait, does he not want to hang out with me? But then I realized, well, first of all, he's not falling asleep to like be rude. Um, Matt always says, or maybe I don't remember what we quoted from, but he's like, can't you just assume that... I'm dumb and not that I'm trying to hurt your feelings. I'm like, yes, most of the things that husbands do that are dumb are actually just because they're dumb. It's not because they're trying to hurt your feelings. But here's my advice for this. Find something that you like to do at night that he either won't do or doesn't like to do or whatever. If that's like binging, selling sunset, if it's maybe a face mask, maybe a hair mask, maybe a bath, maybe a self tan moment, whatever it may be, find something you like to do so that when he falls asleep, it's kind of like jackpot. Now you can go, you know, do a face mask and maybe an Epsom salt soak, you know? So then you're looking forward to him falling asleep. Plus just, I think it's important to remember he's not doing it to hurt your feelings. I mean, uh, that's my, that's, what I take it as. Maybe you guys are in a different situation and he's like doing it to be mean. But if he's just doing it like on accident, you should just do something fun, you know? Okay. Next. She says, my best friend moved closer to me and I'm so excited that she and I can hang out more. I asked her one night if she wanted to go to dinner and she asked if her roommate could come. The problem is her roommate is my ex-boyfriend's ex-girlfriend who he cheated on me with. Okay. Weird. Is that just like a weird small world thing? Okay. Um, I don't want to include her in anything and I can't tell if I'm overreacting. Am I justified or should I befriend her? 
Okay, first of all, that's that sucks. I get that. But the key element here is that she is his ex. If they were still together, I would feel like maybe don't hang out with her. But the, the truth of the matter is that they broke up. So she probably hates this guy. So you guys probably have a lot in common. I feel like you guys could very much bond over something terrible that he did. You guys, I'm telling you, it really brings you together if you can just find something that you both hate, you know? And in this case, it's built right in. It's your ex. So I don't know. I get that it's weird, but I feel like... I feel like maybe befriending her would actually like, and then on top of that, it's like the ultimate breakup win. Like not only are you so over it that you don't even think about him, you're so over it that you can be friends with the girl he cheated on you with. That's how over it you are. I'm sorry to be petty, but like, like a good breakup win, like who can pass that up? Okay, next. She says, my future sister-in-law wants me to pick out and pay for my own bridesmaid's dress. Okay, that's not the whole story, but I just want to pause right here. I don't get that. I don't get making your bridesmaids pay. Maybe that's just me being like being, I don't know. Maybe that's a controversial opinion is what I'm trying to say. I just don't think that's very cool. Like if you want your pictures to look a certain way, you should have to be the one to provide that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's weird to make your bridesmaids buy a certain dress that they don't like just because you want your pictures to look a certain way. So I don't know. But on top of that, she says, my sister-in-law is making me pick and pay for it. Um, but she is being picky about everything. See, that this is this is what I mean. If you're going to be that picky, then you got to be the one to pay for it because it's rude to make somebody pay for something that only you want, you know? So my advice would be pick a dress that you like. If you're, if you're going to end up paying for it, pick a dress that you like. Um, send it to her, say, this is like what my budget allows. And this is what I feel good about. And then see, see, maybe like see where it goes from there. I don't know. I'm like thinking about saying that to one of my bride friends. And I feel like it would have been really bad. But like at the same time, like at the end of the day, you're going to wear, you're going to wear what you want to wear. Right. So I say just, you know, shoot her a text, send a pic, say, this is what I chose. Um, If you want something else, you're maybe gonna need to Venmo me. (laughs) I just am thinking about all of the terrible dresses I was forced to buy and I'm sad about it. So yeah, yeah, that's not great. Okay, let's go into this other wedding one. She says, I am not going to ask for an invite to a wedding. I'm not going to DM you my address upon seeing your Facebook or Instagram post. I'm not going to let you know if I want to go to your party. If you want me to come to your wedding, then you should let me know. That is your job as the wedding couple. Go ahead and use those address link generators if you want, but you should reach out to friends and family individually and ask them to fill it out because if you want them at your wedding, then you should do it. (laughs) Okay. I didn't know I had feelings about this, but just the way that came at me, I'm like, okay, whoa, I absolutely agree. It is a little bit weird to ask people to ask for an invite. Like if they don't come to mind as like, I don't know, in the top 200 people in your life, maybe don't maybe don't, is 200 a lot or is that not a lot? Anyways, either way, maybe if they don't make that list, maybe they shouldn't come to the wedding anyways. I've been just, okay, here's a weird thing. Right after high school, all of the people who got married really quick, I feel like we just went to weddings. Like I didn't wait for an invite. We just like heard about it and showed up. Like that is so bizarre. 
right? Like to show up at a wedding you weren't necessarily invited to is strange, right? Um, that's the total opposite of what we're talking about, though. So yeah, so I, I honestly don't think I ever fill out those forms. Because I have the same thought, like, well, if you want me there, you would either have my number and text me or you would already have my address. So I get it. Yeah, I, I truthfully don't think I've ever filled one out. And now I didn't know, I, like before I read this, I didn't know that I would feel so strongly about it. But like, I'm with you. Absolutely not. I'm not going to fill out a form so that you can remember who I am. You know? Okay, so I'm with you. All right. She says, I hate when I see my ex move on, when I see my exes move on, even though I know I wouldn't want them back. This is going back to those, you know, winning a breakup. Okay. I totally get it. You just, you want to, you want, it doesn't feel good to have somebody like somebody else more than they like you. That's just classic. That's your ego. We, we all have one. I totally agree. You just don't want somebody to win, (laughs) but it's okay if they do. It's okay if they move on. You just gotta, like I've said this in a past episode, but really it is just time. Like I feel like the more time that passes, the easier that'll get. And time goes so much quicker if you can just fill it with things that you actually like doing. So if you're just sitting and, you know, Instagram stalking your ex and seeing what he's doing, the time is going to move more slowly. If you can shut it, shut it off, do things you love, get more time between, you know, the breakup and now, and you'll be good. You'll be good. Okay. Another relationship one. She says, all of my friends are in a relationship, but I'm single. Quarantine dating advice. Okay. I don't actually have a lot of dating advice and um, I'm not even going to give it to you because here's what I'm going to say. Being single is awesome. You should, you should love it. I, I just worried so much when I was single. I I spent so much of my time worrying if I was going to find somebody to spend my life with. Like, I can't even tell you guys like so if I wasn't dating or talking to somebody or had just kissed somebody or whatever, um, like I really, I really worried about myself. And I was talking to one of my friends and we were talking, she, she asked me what I wish I would have told my younger self. And what I wish I would have told my younger self is that those years when you are not living at home, you are single, you're living with roommates, an apartment, whatever, new city, is like such an um, like such a fertile ground to just be as selfish as possible. I know, I know, I know, I know you've heard that before, but let me go into it. I think about what I'm doing now when I'm, you know, I try and write as much as I can or I try and come up with like jokes or bits or characters or whatever it may be. And I wish that when I was single and I just had all the time in the world, I wish I would have spent all of that um, effort that I spent worrying if I was going to be, be able to find somebody to marry. I wish I had put that effort into reading or studying something or watching a bunch of movies or going back to school or graduating school in the first place, or, you know, moving away or all of these, you know, I just, I, I, and I feel like I did an okay job. I, I tried, but there was just still so much time that I could have spent just like pursuing things, trying new hobbies, trying new classes or whatever. I don't know. I just, I wish that more girls took advantage of the time that they're single. The, the, the marriage or the relationship or whatever will come. It'll come. Just don't worry about that. It's going to happen. Whether you're, you know, 25 or 45 or whatever, it's, it's going to come. Don't worry about that. You're only single for so long. You know, you're, you only have, 
you know, a finite amount of time to be super, super, super selfish and just like work on stuff that you find super cool and interesting. So no, I don't have a lot of dating advice, but that's because you don't need it. You're all going to find somebody. You're all good at dating. You're all, you know, you're all beautiful and smart and all of that. But I think that we don't appreciate being single enough. And this is coming from somebody who loves being, I love being married. I love it. Yeah. I just wish that more, more people embrace that time of their life. And yeah, wow. That was like, that was, you know, you guys got me on my, on my serious advice there, but that is what I believe. There's a message from your mother. Okay. Next. She says, I need you to talk about the inconvenience of leg shaving. Well, let's, by all means, let's get into it. Okay. The inconvenience of leg shaving. Here it is. Everything pretty much about being a woman (laughs) is a big fat joke. Okay. Just a big fat joke. Like bras. How about bras? We are socially pressured into wearing bras and then they make them as uncomfortable as possible. They literally put metal clasps and metal underwire in them. What's that about? Next, shaving. They expect us to be shaven from our eyeballs down. And then the, sh- the razors that are marketed towards us are terrible. Okay. I know a lot of you buy men's razors or you have like the subscription or whatever. I know that you guys have, have found those, those resources, but I'm just saying how ridiculous is it that these quote unquote, quote unquote, feminine razors are terrible. I don't even get it. Why are razors even gendered? Everybody shaves. Most everybody shaves. Like why not just have a neutral good razor? I don't get it. It's like they put so much effort into like the squishy jelly handle and like making sure it's pink and like bedazzled that they put no effort into the blades. Those those razors do nothing for me. Okay. Um, And on top of that, like who cares? Who cares if your legs are hairy? I've never literally never seen somebody's leg and noticed hair on it ever in my life. So are we all done shaving? Are we are we doing this now? Okay. Okay, next. She says, I need to end a friendship with somebody that annoys the hell out of me. Should I do it cold turkey or do I tell them? What do I do? Okay. I'm trying to think of friendships that I have had to end because I hate them. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, But I am trying to think of times when I've needed to like distance myself from somebody. I hate to say that I think I have gone more the direction of like just avoiding them. But it's always going to be better to have the conversation. It's just, I don't know what that conversation would look like if you sat with them and you were like, hey, so I actually, our friendship is not going well and I'm going to need to take a break. I don't know. I would say just kind of create some distance. Yeah. Okay. That's that's my answer. Kind of create some distance. There's no reason to be mean or whatever. Just Just gradually start to space yourselves apart and then you know, if she asks you about it, you guys can talk about it. There's just, there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. That's not terrible. That's not going to, you know, traumatize her, but it's okay to create some distance, some boundaries. If somebody is causing you, you know, turmoil. Okay. Next. Oh, this one's a little bit longer. Bear with me on this one. Okay. She says, I was dating a boy at the beginning of summer and it was going really well. I was planning on staying in town because my out of state internship was canceled because of Corona. So we were all clear to continue dating and everything. No problem. Then my internship got picked up and we agreed to stay in contact long distance and I'd visit every weekend or every other weekend. Long story short, one weekend I'm visiting and he lets me know that he's still in love with his high school crush who he's never even dated. I wonder how old this guy is. 
I wonder if he's like 48 and like, you know, I just, I'm really, you know, thinking about Rachel Gibbons from first period. I don't know. I just made that name up. I don't think I know anybody with that name. (laughs) Um, Okay. She says big red flag. So I told him I wasn't willing to date somebody who's in love with somebody else. Good choice. Um, And things ended slowly between us. Fast forward a month and I meet this really cool, fun guy. So we start uh, hanging out whenever I'm in town. He's super chill. There's nothing romantic between us, but we go out one night and somehow my ex comes up in the conversation. Turns out they are cousins. So I lie because I panicked and I say that me and his cousin just had some mutual friends and I don't mention our history. At the end of the night, I feel bad for lying. So I tell him the truth and he says, well, now I feel bad for lying. And I'm like, wait, what? He then proceeds to tell me that he knew me and his cousin had dated. And the only reason he reached out to me was to see what I was like and that they were both in on it and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I pretty much got played. I still see my cousin or I still see the cousin of my ex around. I can't decide whether or not to hate him or hate my ex. Well, we hate them both. First of all, is like a pretty good, pretty good uh, baseline. That's I don't even get why was he like trying to hook up with you and then like tell your ex like I don't get it but the bottom line is that that ex a is not over you and b is not not normal I hate to say it but anybody who's like hey okay cousin Roy I've got this girl I'm gonna need you to play the long game become her friend let me know what she said like that's bizarre that's bizarre to me that is very weird behavior so um if the advice is I can't decide if I should hate him or hate my ex I'm gonna go with hate them both you know okay so Next one. This might be our last one. Let me see how how this one goes. So she says, I need advice on people who walk in the middle of an aisle slash road slash trail or whatever, instead of going to the side. I have passionate feelings on this. And let me tell you why. I don't understand how when people do things, they don't notice that other people are around them. Okay. This goes back to social norms. You guys know I hate when people break social norms. It's like when you are in an elevator and you're trying to get out and somebody doesn't move aside before they get it. You know what I mean? Like people who are, who are, whoa, who are doing things, not realizing that other people exist. I feel the same way about people who like don't hustle when you slow your, or when you stop your car so they can cross the street, like not at a crosswalk. I know you should stop at a crosswalk, but like when you slow down and you let somebody jaywalk and they just like take their sweet time, like, no, I got to see a trot. I want to see you trot. If I'm going to stop my car, I better see you trot. On the flip side, if somebody stops their car for me, you can bet your bottom dollar that I will sprint across. I will apologize profusely. I'll send you flowers. I will do everything I possibly can so that you know that I was aware of your existence. So if you're the type of person who walks in the middle of the aisle or walks really slow across the crosswalk or doesn't let people get off an elevator... You need to A, reevaluate your life and B, um, maybe quarantine yourself for the next 48 hours and think about why you are the way you are. Does that, does that sound okay? Like realize that people are trying to live their life just like you. I know that I'm not obviously perfect at this. Nobody is. But I try and keep that in mind. I really do. And I especially try and keep it in mind when I'm the person doing it. Like it's harder when you're on the flip side and somebody's doing something that bugs you and you're like, okay, this person's just annoying. But when I'm being annoying, I want to make sure that the people around me know that I know. Does that make sense? 
Okay. Um, I want to get into these. You guys just asked me a couple of questions that I picked randomly um, for you guys that you guys were wondering. Somebody asked me what my favorite fast food is. Okay. I thought about this for a while. In the past, I've had a lot of different favorites. You know, they've they've ebbed and flowed a little bit. Right now, I love Popeyes. I love Popeyes. Those biscuits, the coleslaw, the chicken, their chicken sandwich is 10 out of 10. I'm a, I, I'm loving it. I'm, that's the, <laughs> I think that's the McDonald's slogan. No, I love Popeye's. That is such, a, I think that might be like a really random one to say, but I do love it. I love Popeye's. Um, they're going to cater our hangout along with Cosmic Brownies probably. Okay. Next. Somebody said, oh, I liked this question. I was really glad um, somebody asked this because I think it's cute. Somebody said, what do you like to do for people to make them happy? So I am a big gift gal love getting people gifts. Just like little little things, big things. I don't know. I like for the people I love to know that I thought about them when I wasn't with them. And this isn't the same like in return. Like I don't, I I don't love gifts. Like that's not a love language of mine. Um, I do like them. I'm not like telling you that I don't like gifts. They're great. But I just, I really like, I don't know. I love seeing people when they get a little surprise or a little gift or a drink or whatever it may be, like by surprise, you know, like that's the best, especially people that you really love. Like if you need something to do that's going to bring you like just the most pure joy, buy, like go get somebody you love, like a little surprise, a candy bar, a taffy, you know, a, uh, a, a box of milk duds. I don't know why I only named candy there. Get them a drink, a coffee, whatever it may be. And it's so much fun. I just, I love that. That's probably the number one thing that I like to do for people. Um, And then the last question I picked was somebody asked me, how did me and Matt meet? Well, funny enough, I wanted to tell you guys, Matt is going to be on the podcast next week. I know he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't show up too often. He's not always um, in all, you know, in on my profile, I guess he's not, he doesn't show up a whole lot, but he does everything for the podcast. He's like the biggest fan support, whatever he does everything. And I love him. I'm very much in love with him. I very much enjoy being married to him. And you guys had a handful of questions that you wanted us to ask. So next week, I'm really excited that he's going to be on with me and we'll be answering all your questions. Um, for a lot of you are very interested in how we make a marriage work when he is team Edward and I am team Jacob. And you know, I think we will just have to get into that. So make sure that you follow me on Instagram because those que- the question box will be up tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Monday, it'll be up tomorrow on Tuesday. And I haven't mentioned this in a while, but you guys can get a discount on my my shop on for my t-shirts. It's the badbroadshop.com. It's linked in my Instagram bio, but you can get 20% off, I want to say, if you do the code podcast, which I'm almost positive it makes the t-shirts like 20 bucks with free shipping. So they're super cheap. Let's clear them out because I want to get some new stuff in. I want to do some new fall like sweatshirts and t-shirts or whatever, but I got to clear these tees out. So go order. And I hope you guys have a, whoa, I just stuttered that. Did Did the edible hit or what? Okay. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week, a safe week. 
Um, let me know what's going on in your life. Let me know what topics you guys want to hear. I'm just, I'm here for you guys. I work for you. I want to do topics that you guys really want to hear about. Sometimes people message me and they're like, I'm so sorry if you don't take suggestions. I'm like, no, I love suggestions. Send them all my way. Never hesitate. If you have an idea of a topic or a question or whatever, send it over. So have a very safe, very fun week. Um, yeah, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. (laughs) 